Do you have any nasty habits? Anything that goes on in your life that you say, man, I want to stop doing that or, or anything that you, 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 maybe you're procrastinating or you just think, man, I wish I would start doing this. Well, Paul understood. I've never had that. You've never had that. Well, good for you. <laughs> no, I think we all have. It's, it's the human condition. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the struggle. It just shows the struggle of sin that we have. And, and it's great that Paul understands this fully because he talks about his own struggle. And again, the victory that he finds in Jesus. So we're in, uh, this is Between the Lines, and I'm Scott. I'm Junior. It's July 3rd, Monday. That's right. And we're going to I think a lot of us are in. off for the fourth weekend. Yeah, maybe you, know? maybe you are off today. Yep. And if not, I'm sure you're off tomorrow, but happy, right. happy 4th Enjoy of July. Enjoy those fireworks. So verse 1 of chapter 7. Junior, you want to go ahead and get started? It says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know what the law pl- that the law applies only while a person is living? For example, when a, mar- when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he's alive. But if he dies, the laws of marriage no longer apply to her. So while her husband is alive, she'd be committing adultery if she married another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us. And the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. What does that mean, Dad? Well, that if we are obedient to just the letter of the law, but we don't understand the purpose of the law and we're not living out what that purpose is, which is really to live in conjunction with God, then we've missed out on the whole thing. Simply keeping a bunch of rules isn't going to do us any good at all. What God's desire is is that we live in a relationship with Him, that we have that relationship with Him. And so this is really what the spirit of the law is, that we live our lives in such a way that we are in, I wouldn't say just in conformity to him, but in harmony with him is maybe yeah. a better way to put it. So is it kind of like a couple of chapters ago when he's like, it's about right relationship. Yeah. This is what God wants, right? Yeah, because the problem with sin is that it takes us away from God. Yeah. And what he's talking about here is what brings us back towards and you can God. Be following the letter of the law without really having a vibrant relationship. Yep. Very true. So my dear brothers and sisters, oh no, I already read that. Sorry. No. Verse seven. Well, then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. But sin used this command to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within me. If there was no law, sin would not have that power. At one time, I lived without understanding the law. But when I learned the command not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came to life. Isn't that, you know, I mean, it's just so human-like in what he is saying here because uh, it's obvious that you don't want something until you're told you can't have it. Oh, this is me in every way. <laughs> and that's what he said. Yeah, I didn't even covet until I told I was told yeah. I couldn't have it, then I wanted yeah. it. It's kind of like when we went to Africa and they said, you cannot drink out of that well. It's like, well, well you now didn't. for the la- yeah. next three days, I'm just going to want to drink out of that well. <laughs> Paul says, and I died. So I discovered that the law's commands, which were supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. Sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. It used used the commands to kill me. But still, the law itself is holy, and its commands are holy and right and good. But how can that be? 
Did the law, which is good, cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It used God's good commands for its own evil purposes. Good commands for its own evil purposes. So the, 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 the sin that dwells within us then uses God's good commands as the excuse for the fact that now we are in violation. Yeah. All right, so verse there? 14. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. So he's pointing out that being, just the very fact that I know something is wrong means that I know what is right and wrong, that I know what is good. And so it's the sin problem within me that's actually producing this evil. I know that nothing, verse 18, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, am I not really the one doing wrong? It is the sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle in life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. Well, that's such a great section. And, yeah, and it, I think we can all relate to him. It, we can. And it, it doesn't even need any comment because I, I think he, he's just so very practical here. He just... Yeah. He just shows this is this is the issue that we have with addictions and habits and yep. things that need to be changed and the struggle that we have within us. And yep. it's only through Jesus. It's only through Jesus that we can be made free from that power of sin. That's right. He's going to continue on with that note as we move along in this great book. So let's get over to yeah, Psalm Psalms. chapter 36 is the chapter for today. And Dad, you want to point out the very beginning. Maybe we can just yeah, read the first couple of verses and then they can read the rest. I think it's just interesting. Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. It's like this whispering. They have no fear of God to restrain them. In their blind conceit, they cannot see how wicked they really are. And so they make defense. They, they defend themselves. In fact, they wind up saying that wrong is right and right is wrong. They turn everything upside down. And will by that attack those who are wanting or desiring to do the right thing, yeah. and uh, th- this is just the this is the way of godlessness. And we've all been there before mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And I would even say that there can be even still a little bit of that at some level in in all of us, where we're just kind of blind yeah. to our own sin. Yeah. And so, really, one prayer that we should pray in the morning is just God, can you please open my eyes to you? into the sin in my life that needs dealing yeah. with. I, I can't help but, as I was looking ahead further, I can't help but hear that scratchy voice of third day. What was his name again? Uh, Mac Powell. Mac Powell, because look at verse 5. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Mm. I can hear him singing those words. Yeah. That, yeah. that was a great that song. That's an old band. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, it was good being with you again. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're glad to be back and look forward to tomorrow as we continue on with both 
Psalms as well as Romans. God bless.